603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio with you tonight, you've got Ian. And Bigless Mountaineer. Uh, Captain Kickass, unfortunately, is not feeling too well, so he called out for the night. We wish him the best. Hopefully he'll be back in tomorrow if all goes well. But, of course, you can bring up well, anything. I, I believe the media has made it expressly certain that anyone who is slightly ill is at the end of the world and will definitely die. <laughs> I doubt that. Because illness is a new thing that humans have never dealt with before, and there's no such thing as immunity. Yeah. People don't just develop natural immunities to things. That's crazy. That seems to be what some people in hospitals believe now, amazingly. I saw a letter from some hospital to their staff basically saying, yeah, even if you've had uh, you know, COVID and beaten it, that's not good enough. Uh, you still have to you know, get this experimental vaccine. The very idea yeah. that just having a thing and getting over it implies that you're less susceptible to that thing. Which is what, of course, people have you know, in the medical field, have understood for a long time prior what? to this. I don't know why they've changed. But anyway, that aside, let's talk about something that affects not that many people these days, but still it upsets me because, I, you know, I care about freedom. I like it when people can make choices for themselves. And I think that freedom is, as I told the Keene City Council this week when they were considering a mask mandate, which they ended up voting five to zero uh, for to send to the full city council next week. So they basically would be bringing back another mask mandate. I said, you know, freedom is about the ability to say no. And it's about the ability to make a choice for yourself, even if it's the wrong choice. You know, that's what freedom is about to me, at least. Well, and, and I mean, it's one of those things like um, Ron Paul once pointed out that we don't have uh, freedom of speech for talking about the weather. It's for unpopular speech right. that we have these ideas that these are protected rights. And in the same way, like, you don't have the right to make your own choices as long as everyone agrees with them. It's not your choices that everyone agrees with that you have those rights for. It's when you might have a lot of other people that disagree with what you're doing, but it's your body, not theirs. Yeah, and that's a fundamental belief amongst people like us who actually believe in freedom is it is your body. You should be able to do what you want with it, whether it's tattoo it or put chemicals into it or eat things that other people wouldn't agree with. Uh, and not a lot of people are huge fans of smoking cigarettes these days. It's less popular than it's ever been. Uh, cigars, tobacco products in general, they are not as popular as they once were. And government gangs, of course, have been patting themselves on the back for they believe they've made this happen by instituting various different levels of uh, prohibition. Like, for instance, here in the United States, I think it was last year, they made it so the uh, the minimum age to have tobacco products is 21 mm -hmm. across all of the uh, the United States. But New Zealand is taking a different approach. And this is a new one. I got to say, I I don't think I've seen this anywhere before, and you're probably going to see it start to spread from New Zealand to other places. But they're planning to ban the sale of tobacco products to anyone born after 2008. Crazy. So if you were born in 2007 and, you know, you turn 18 or 21 or whatever, you know, the minimum age is there in New Zealand, you can smoke cigarettes for the rest of your life. No problem if you were born in 2007. Maybe 2008. But if you were born in 2009 and then you turn 21 or whatever. Well, then you're nope. not part of the voting base. 
No, no, no. Even if you are part of the voting base, once you get to be able to vote. Oh, no. I'm saying that's why they're passing this now. Like well, if they young people never if they vote anyway. Well, and I mean, if they were going to suddenly make everyone not allowed to smoke, mm-hmm. there would be so many people that would say, "Absolutely not! You can't do this." That's a good point. Yeah, these people can't fight for themselves. They can't defend themselves in a meaningful way against this government encroachment. So, and uh, unfortunately, it, while people are not uh, defending it based on their own, uh, like people will defend things that they care about. And it's unfortunate we don't have enough people that are defending this based on the principle of the thing. That's right. And I mean, I'm not saying that being able to smoke is a great idea. It's a terrible idea. Uh, It's one of the worst choices I've ever made in my Mm -hmm. life and one of the most difficult things to stop. And at the same time, you have the right to do that. It's your body. You get to put whatever you want into it. I presume they will now put you in a jail cell if you're caught with cigarettes or other tobacco products as a young person in New Zealand born after 2008. Uh, Because now they, uh, according to their health minister there, she says, we want to make sure young people never start smoking, she says. The move is part of a sweeping crackdown on smoking announced by New Zealand's health ministry on Thursday. Doctors and other health experts have welcomed the world-leading reforms, which will reduce access to tobacco and restrict nicotine levels in cigarettes. So I guess they're changing the actual products uh, as well. The crackdown has been met with mixed reactions. One man told Reuters, I reckon it's a good move, really, because right now, I didn't think they said reckon (laughs) over in uh, New Zealand, but apparently. I reckon. Uh, But because right now there's a lot of young kids walking around with smokes in their mouth. Public are asking how they're getting these smokes. Really? You still have to ask that question? Prohibition doesn't work ever at all for anyone. Yeah, it's the same old story, I'm sure. They find somebody who's over 18 or 21 or whatever who's willing to, you know, take five bucks, some homeless guy who, you know, could use a few extra bucks. He'll go in and buy the cigarettes for you. I mean, it's the same old story. Things haven't changed. Yeah, I was watching this uh, uh, little uh, short animated video on Prohibition on YouTube the other day, and one of the things that uh, they pointed out is all of the ways that people would get around the prohibitions. Mm-hmm. So, like Creative, uh, I imagine. Yeah, well, I mean, like uh, one of the fun ones was if you were a, a priest or a rabbi, you could still have sacramental wine. So all of a sudden, all Everyone's of the rabbiship went really <laughs> through the roof. And, you know, like a million times as, mu- as much, uh, or I forget the exact figure, but a ridiculously higher amount of sacramental, sacramental wine, wine got ordered. Yep. And uh, one I, of bet them- a, I bet a lot of wine got relabeled to sacramental wine. Mm. Well, and uh, just holy, you know, get a holy man in there to bless it, right? And then you're good to go. Well, and one one of the fun ones was uh, sort of a concentrated uh, grape juice product mm-hmm. with an oddly specific warning: do not reconstitute this with water and then leave it in the pantry for two months <laughs> because then it will turn into wine. Right? We wouldn't want that. No one would want that. Uh, the same guy who said he's worried about the kids walking around with smoke says it's good for myself because I can save more money. I'm not real sure how prohibiting young people from smoking is going to save him money 
That's not real clear. But others have warned that uh, the move may create a black market, may create a black market for you tobacco. Think? Uh, something the health ministry's official impact statement does acknowledge, noting that, quote, customs will need more resources to enforce border control. So this is going to be good for the government gang because they'll get to expand their bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. Now they you know, basically have this bizarre half-prohibition not prohibition like they're going to have prohibition you know half prohibition until everybody up until the age of or you know whatever 2000 born in 2008 dies off right and then it'll be total prohibition from then on uh so they're not going to be able to stop cigarettes from coming into the border so (laughs) what do they need the extra uh border patrol for that i mean because again you're still able to smoke if you were born before 2008 under this law so, well, I mean, maybe it's to make sure that full-strength cigarettes don't get in there. Oh, could be. Yeah, because they did mention they're, uh, ad- they are addressing the amount of nicotine levels in cigarettes. That's a good point. Which is absurd. I mean, it just means people are going to smoke more than one. Gee, right? if only we had a historical precedent for, say, when 6% beer was made illegal in various locations. And, oh, so 3% beer ends up getting double its sales. Yes, <laughs> right. Uh, it's 100% theory and 0% substance, says the chairman of the Dairy and Business Owners Group, which is a convenience store lobby in New Zealand. He said, there's going to be a crime wave. Gangs and criminals will fill the gap. And, of course, he's absolutely right. He sounds like somebody who's paid attention to history. Of course. Of course this law is going to create a black market, and it's going to be just as available, just a lot higher of a price. That's right, and way more dangerous, too. I mean, not, way more not dangerous. to say that cigarettes weren't already dangerous, but now you might just get beaten and robbed. But now you're process. so much cooler for starting smoking. Great so, job, guys. That's true, yeah, because when things are prohibited, it is definitely, like, sexier to be involved in it, because it's dangerous. 603-283-6160, you can share your thoughts on smoking prohibition. Number here, 603-283-6160 at 603-283-6160. Phones are open here talking about uh, total prohibition in New Zealand. And don't think that this can't happen here. In fact, what is likely to occur is other government gangs around the world are likely to look at New Zealand, which is now going to prohibit people who were born after the year 2008 from ever being able to purchase tobacco products. Now, I presume that includes nicotine vapes. This story doesn't make that clear. In I know well, that- if it says tobacco products, yeah. uh, vaping is a. It is a. I mean, the nicotine in the vapes comes from, from tobacco, tobacco. So I would assume that they're going to. Uh, Crack down on that as well. Generally, it is considered to be a tobacco product in the United States. So, yes, seems right. to be a safe assumption. But, uh, yeah, they're definitely going to prohibit people uh, from, again, born after the year 2008 from Also, j- just as a rule of thumb, if it's, will the government do extra cracking down? Yeah, probably. Usually. Uh, so if you want to comment on that, you're welcome to join us here. Also, want to make sure you know about Bitcoin.com. You can click Get Started at the top of the page if you're ready to learn about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, because this is a technology, blockchain technology, crypto uh, cryptography. This stuff is not going away. 
It's likely going to become even more important to our lives, Mm -hmm. uh, regardless of whatever the governments of the world think about it. So take some time to go learn a little bit about it over at Bitcoin.com. Again, click Get Started. You can watch just that first introductory video. If you've got time, there's more than one video there, but you can dig in as deep as you like. The first one, I think, is all of three minutes. So, you know, you don't have to invest a whole lot of time to learn some of the basics, get those concepts down, and maybe you'll want to get into it because right now, Bitcoin, last I checked, was under Mm $50,000 per Bitcoin. And remember... Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but you don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin. You can buy $20 worth or, or $50 worth. So whatever you can get in at, it might be something to consider. Bitcoin.com. We go to Jim. He's calling in Daytona Beach. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Jim. Hello. Uh, I'm surprised that Ron DeSantis did a Bitcoin uh, thing in his uh, budget, but that's not the reason I called. Uh, mm. You know, you guys know talk means. about freedom, but... You know, you're, you're, you guys are the upper 1%, smart people, honest. I mean, we can't handle freedom out here. What? Out where? In Florida? Anywhere. I mean, it's people need government and everything to keep them in line. I mean, of course you guys don't. I mean, I, well, I can tell from listening to you. Well, I mean, so the idea that government will keep you in line, I mean, government is just people. So, I mean, if people can keep people in line... I mean, for one thing, you know a lot more about your situation and about what's going to keep it in line than someone else does. So, I mean, if your argument is, well, we need people to keep people in line, I agree. We just don't agree on which people need to keep which people in line. Well, I mean, you guys, I I totally trust you to be government-free, but... I can't say that applies to everybody. Why can't you just let go? I mean, we're not talking about letting people run wild and commit murder. I mean, you don't need to have the state around to stop people from committing crime. So what is your issue with how other people want to live? Well, that's that's what I mean. So there are rules. So we're not free. There's always going to be rules. Well, you, you're never free to to uh, to oppress somebody else's rights by killing them or raping them or you know destroying their property. That, that's not the uh, that's not the vision for the the free future that we talk about on this show at all. Like there's no there's an old libertarian saying that uh, I think is sort of uh, a little bit murky, but uh, free is in speech, not a, not free is in beer, uh, in the sense that like you have your body. So you can do with your body what you want. Now, I have my body. You can't do with my body what I haven't given you permission to. Well, I mean, what if I said uh, I'm a bank robber? I need to do it. I mean, how does that fit your philosophy? You should get shot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, I do do get the point uh, as far as like a a lot of people think that uh, anarchists believe that there there should be no – uh, social rules and no social enforcement of norms, and that's simply not the case. I mean, I definitely get where uh, if we're going to live in a peaceful society, we do have to, you know, remind each other of what is and isn't allowed. But the yeah, idea that there's this special group of people and they get to use force to do that and no one else does is insane. But that's the you guys are the elite. I mean, one upper one percent. I mean, what does that we mean? Can't, it, we, I mean, we're the unwashed masses out here. We can't exist in your world. You do most of every day. Like, most of the time, you operate in essentially anarchy. Like, no one told you what job to get. No one told you which place you had to live. No one told you which relationships you had to have, which relationships you couldn't have, who to marry, who not to marry. I mean, the majority of your life is done in an anarchist way. It's just that from time to time, 
the state gets involved and these goons tell you exactly what they sh- think you should do. Which and is usually what pay them yeah. or obey them. Mostly pay them uh, a lot of uh, obscure rules a lot of the time and uh, will threaten you to you know be kidnapped if you disagree. Oh, yeah. I mean, you and I are perfect. I mean, I would totally trust you <laughs> to be in charge. Well, but, I don't want to be in charge I, of you. I don't want to be in charge of anybody. And why would you want somebody well, to tell you what to do? Or why should anybody have? I mean, if look, if you want to hire somebody to tell you what to do, and I understand some people are into that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what turns some people on. They want somebody who they think is an expert to tell them how to live their lives. Well, there's all kinds mm-hmm. of people on the Internet out there that you can hire to tell you every single thing from how to wake yeah. up in the morning to and, how to go to sleep at night. And that's one of the fun things about our belief structure is if you want a government, that's great. You do that over there. It's sort of the same thing where if you decide to go into a boxing match with someone, that's your right. You've agreed that uh, these rules will be suspended within this framework. Usually a guy can't just punch you in the face, but you're going to agree to let that happen to you. But you can't make that agreement for me. You can't agree that I'm going to be in a boxing match. In the same way, if you want to say, all right, I want to hand this power to these people to say uh, whoever else agrees to this, um, they can threaten us with kidnapping and exact all sorts of tolls and fees and taxes from us. If you want to opt into that, great. Good for you. I can't imagine doing that, but people do all sorts of things I can't imagine wanting to do. So to me, Jim, the... uh the mindset that you have that, oh, I could handle freedom, and maybe you know some of the people I know could handle it, but those other, as you said, unwashed masses, which is a really insulting uh, term, that they just can't handle what I can handle. And that's the attitude. Like, well, they need to be controlled. We need to have other men and women pointing guns at them uh, to threaten them with violence, to make them behave the way I think they should. That's the thing. If you can't let go of how other people live if you can't let go of the desire to control what other people do and how they make you know whatever choices they make for their lives you'll never have a chance at being free because there's always going to be other you know gyms out there that think you can't handle yourself and that you should uh, be controlled so you know you got to kind of be the change you wish to see in the world if indeed you want freedom and i'm not really it doesn't sound like you really do I, I do. I mean, okay. that. Well, then you've got some things to think many. about. Thanks for the call tonight. Yep. And I'm all for having a bunch of dispute resolution organizations, but we should be able to change them as easily as we can change our insurance company. 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Freedom means you should allow your neighbors to make choices that you wouldn't make for yourself. As long as they're not hurting anybody else, who cares? More coming up. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com it's free talk live phones are open if you want to join us the number is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 
course, you can bring up anything that's on your mind. Coming up, I know uh, Peakless Mountaineer wants to talk about stopping the vaccine mandates at a national level. We can get into that. Uh, of course, your calls and thoughts are welcome. Whether you want to talk about the prohibition on teenagers or who eventually are going to become you know, over 21 in New Zealand, they are no longer going to be allowed to smoke cigarettes or use any tobacco products. Those born after apparently the year 2008. Uh, apparently, they also plan to cut down the amount of nicotine in cigarette products in general which, of course, is just going to result in people smoking twice as much uh, in order to get the same dosage that they're looking for, which I guess that'll increase the sales of the tobacco. Oh, I'm I'm convinced that this is going to make so many new smokers. I mean, the reason as many people smoke as they do now is because smoking got associated in America with the women's rights movement, and as such, it was associated with rebellion in general. So when people Mm -hmm. are like, I'm going to rebel, well, then they start hanging. Right. And that's how most people end up starting that terrible habit in the first place. By the way, I do want you to know about Intercoin. We've been talking about Intercoin and how they can help any business or organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. And now Intercoin has launched its investor token worldwide, and you can get it on an exchange. It's called xmarkets.com, exmarkets.com. All you need is an email address to sign up at xmarkets so you can keep your privacy intact. And you can deposit dozens of different cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, trade them for Tether, and then use that to buy ITR, which is the Intercoin investor token. You can learn more about the Intercoin vision over at intercoin.org, and now you can buy or sell ITR on xmarkets.com, exmarkets.com. You just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world. Let's go to your phone calls and thoughts. First up, we got Greg also calling us from the east coast of Florida. Greg, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Hey, thanks for taking my call. This is not a subject that y'all have touched on tonight, but uh, that guy that called a few minutes ago from Daytona, I would like to hear his opinion of the government when they lead us into world war three hmm. which is what gonna what's gonna happen if they don't stop sticking their nose where it don't belong we don't mm-hmm. have any interest in ukraine the only interest we have in uh um the place from china is that uh that's where the corporate corporations get stuff and jack it up a thousand percent so the corporate executives can make their eight-figure incomes yeah, well, I have no interest in seeing the U.S. government anywhere around the world, for that matter, because mm-hmm. my interests are peace. So I don't want to see the U.S. military in any other countries. What do you think about that, Greg? Um, only if they're talking about coming over here and doing damage. Well, I don't see anybody talking about that. And if somebody's just okay. talking, I don't know if that's enough reason to you know, send an invading force somewhere. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I, uh, I'm not really talking about sending an invading force. I'm, I'm talking about. Well, I don't know how to. Well, would you consider better. a military base an invasion? Like, a, if they, you know, if the Chinese government oh, no. built a military base in your neighborhood, would you consider that an invasion? Mm, you know what? That's a good question. Pro- probably not. I would want. I would want wouldn't? to know why they wanted to build it here. Now, remember, we're talking a uh, military base, not yeah. an embassy. Yeah, I'm talking about military right. base. You, you're saying you'd yeah. you'd just be asking questions. You you you'd, you you wouldn't just consider that to be an invasion of your you know sovereign space. Well, 
like I say, it would depend on why they. I don't know why they would want it here in the first place. Why do you think the U.S. military wants mili- uh, military bases all around the planet? Um, I don't. I don't see the point in that uh, unless they think somebody from somebody is going to come over here and do something. Well, they all. They can always say they think that. Yeah. yeah, and that's the justification for ever expanding, you know, government bureaucracy because the military is just right. another bureaucracy, isn't it? Well, right. And, yes. I mean, seems to me that if you're going to plant a military base in someone's country, you are you are threatening them. Like you are making sure that they know you can be a threat to them at any time. Yeah, I don't care if the yeah. soldiers come and buy drinks at the bar down the street. It's absolutely a threat I mean, to have those and, people yeah. around. And I mean, you've you've got to really like imagine what it would be like for a Chinese military base to be in your neighborhood. I mean, that means they're going to be you know landing fighter jets. They're going to have tanks there. They're going to have men with bazookas and AR forties and whatever kind of crazy you know death dealing. Uh, technology they can come up with and right. that's just going to be there just hanging out greg waiting thanks for someone to wave the flag thanks for the call greg definitely appreciate hearing from me let's go to jill she's hmm? um be- before we do i do yes. want to uh say something uh to his point as far as uh, uh what's going on with uh with ukraine and russia so right. i mean ukraine was- allegedly having russian troops built up outside its borders mm-hmm. well i mean there's been this long discussion about, oh, is is Ukraine going to join NATO? And NATO made an agreement a long time ago not to stretch one inch further east. Hmm. That was the agreement that NATO made with Russia. And it's basically been the foundation of our world peace recently. And here we are just not keeping that up. So, I mean, if you're going to expand NATO into territory that you promised not to do so, I can see why they're going to build up troops on the border there. Jill is on the line in Virginia. Jill, you're on Free Talk Live. You have a right, if you choose, to put nicotine and other harmful substances in your body, but you do not have a right to push them into mine. The fact that someone has a right to smoke does not mean he necessarily has a right to smoke in an enclosed space with other people, depending on who owns the closed space. Mm -hmm. Now, somebody owns a private business, such as a restaurant, he's the one to decide whether he allows it or not. Yeah, that's the way it should be. Once a place that's owned by all parties, such as the courthouse, there's some other such place where the people have all been made to pay taxes for it, then I I don't think it should be allowed. I can't say anything I disagree with there. I mean, well, if it's a shared space, and then people you know, have to decide together about that. And uh, if it's private property, then yeah, the private property owner gets to decide. Unfortunately, in, in a lot of states, the private property owner does not get to decide. In fact, I wonder how many of the 50 states actually allow private property owners to make this decision. I know that down in Florida, where I'm from, it was 2002, and we like just after we started doing this show... Uh, for the very first time, we were I think the second week we ever did Free Talk Live, we were talking about the, the cigarette ban inside businesses. And then when I moved up here to New Hampshire, they got the same damn thing. So well, it's all talk over. about doing it in Virginia some years ago, but I don't think it succeeded. So are there are so there's still like bars you can go into and there's there's smoke in those bars in Virginia? Well, I suppose I'm not absolutely sure about what's being done, but the mm-hmm. thing about it, you see it. 
I think some owners of these places have gotten the idea they can get more customers by not allowing smoking. Yes, and that's what the the market should be able to do is make those choices. Like, oh, well, looks like we're going to have more people coming in if we ban smoking. Sorry, smokers. Yeah. Find somewhere else to go. That's a real simple thing where some people choose to allow smoking. Other people choose not to allow smoking. And if you get more business by not allowing smoking, then you're going to have a greater share of the market. According to, by the way, uh, some website here, Virginia did in 2009 uh, make effective the so-called Virginia Indoor Clean Air Act, and smoking in many public places, including most Virginia restaurants, is prohibited by that. The restaurant proprietor required to post signs, etc. So, well, and just a, a quick note as far as uh, the public spaces. I mean, that's that's a really tough argument because you know if I drain your four hundred one k and I buy a Tesla, is that my Tesla? Do I have a real right to to that when I bought it with stolen money? I mean, and, and all so called public spaces are bought and paid for with money that was taken under the threat of force. Yeah, that is. Yeah, uh, Thank you, Jill, for the call tonight. Appreciate your thoughts and the number. If you want to join us here, 603-283-6160. Open phones, as always, here on the live Saturday episode of Free Talk Live. Coming up, uh, the Biden mandates when it comes to vaccinations uh, of businesses or employees at businesses with more than 100 employees. We'll talk about that a bit. It's Free Talk Live. Join us here, the number 603-283-6160. We started out talking about the New Zealand upcoming ban on anyone born after 2008 from ever being able to use tobacco products, even after they turn 21. And there's actually a little bit more to that story that I want to share, and then we can talk about vaccination mandates or whatever other things you want to discuss, because the phones are open here always with you tonight. It's Ian. And Peakless Mountaineer. And I do want to say thank you to A. Friedman, who is a gold-level supporter of the Free Talk Live AMPS program. We started a Patreon a couple months ago after our credit card company dropped us. Uh, after about more than a decade of you know doing business with them, uh, they decided they didn't want to be with us anymore for some reason. I imagine the FBI might have had something to do with it, but that's just speculation. Uh, but anyway, we tried uh, Patreon out, and now uh, about 50 folks have signed up, made the switch over to our Patreon. So thank you to everybody that has done that, including A. Friedman, who is a gold supporter, which means uh, that he is, or she, uh, is contributing... At least 10 bucks a month through that Patreon. You can go to amps.freetalklive.com to get signed up. That'll take you right to the Patreon page. That's amps.freetalklive.com. We're going to go back to your calls and thoughts. Roger is watching us on our YouTube feed, which for the moment is back. We had two strikes and one of them expired, so we're able to safely stream on YouTube for the moment. Uh, so, Roger, thanks for uh, tuning in here tonight. I'll, of course, if you are watching us on one of these centralized streaming services, try out Odyssey. It's the one that's not going to take us down. It's the freedom-friendly one. Get over to uh, video.freetalklive.com. It's worth making the switch. A lot of YouTube creators are making the switch over to Odyssey. Some of the major channels that are on YouTube are now on Odyssey as well, and they're protected from you know being taken down by YouTube. Yeah, anyone telling the truth is always at risk of that. Indeed. Uh, Roger, you're on. Go ahead. 
Oh, you're real quiet. You weren't quiet at all when I was on the phone with you um, screening the call just a moment ago. I don't know if you switched to a headset or a speaker or something like that. I switched off the headset. Oof. Yeah, maybe go back on the headset or something because we can just barely hear you. I'll give you one chance here. If not, I'll put you on hold and we'll check back with you in just a moment. Maybe we can clear it up. Roger? All right, we're going to put it back on hold. We'll, we'll, we'll see if we can clear that up uh, in a few moments. But there's more to this story out of New Zealand that I wanted to share. So they are they say here at, uh, this is the BBC reporting, that New Zealand's government gang is determined to achieve a national goal of reducing their smoking rate to 5% by 2025 with the aim of eventually eliminating it altogether. And, of course, they're doing that step one by banning anyone who's born after 2008 from ever smoking or ever using any tobacco products right now 13 percent of new zealand adults smoke with the rate much higher among the indigenous maori population where it's sourced to almost a third and according to the story here maori also suffer a higher rate of disease and death uh, and then they point out that they are also cracking down in other ways so beyond cutting the amount of nicotine in the products themselves They're also introducing other controls, including significant restrictions on where cigarettes can be sold, removing them from supermarkets and corner stores. The number of shops authorized to sell cigarettes will be drastically reduced from under 500 or to under 500. So that's their goal in the entire country of New Zealand. Right now, there's about 8,000 places that are authorized to sell tobacco products. That is going to be cut down to Less than 500, I presume, by some date in the, I was the near say, future. Yeesh, where else can you even buy tobacco products? I guess they'll have Besides to get them from drug requ- stores. Yeah, that's what's not clear here is who is it that's going to benefit. Because whoever it is, they're going to be rolling mm. in the dough oh, here. Yeah. Because every cigarette smoker is now going... They're not just going to quit smoking oh, yeah. because I mean, the 7-Eleven stops selling cigarettes. Yeah, you're going to have more young smokers. You're probably going to have smokers start at a younger age. And the government's going to benefit tremendously because you're going to have greater sales because you've reduced the the, the active ingredient. Right, exactly. So people are going to buy more packs than they were going to, which means they'll be paying more taxes, and which means the government gets even more power and the people get less healthy. And buying even more packs from even fewer vendors, so mm-hmm. their numbers are going to not only double, but probably quintuple or something like that. It's going to be a huge boon for whichever politically connected 500 business owners are and getting gee, this deal. wouldn't we all just be shocked to find out that the people involved in this bill happen to have stock in the companies that are going to end up being part of those 500 places you can buy tobacco from? Yeah, and uh, they probably will be centralizing distribution as well. They're not getting into that here, but, you know, fewer wholesalers likely. Uh, New Zealand Health so-called authority is warned that vaping is not harmless. Uh, They talk about here how vaping is an alternative, but it's not clear that they're actually banning vaping in this, at least in this particular story. But as we uh, speculated earlier, they probably are going to. Uh, That's probably included in tobacco products because, as we've seen here in the United States, usually legislation that addresses uh, smoking in most cases also includes vaping products. And last I knew, that was really the only way to get nicotine. I mean, there might be a way to synthesize it. And, I don't you know, know, yeah. And if so, it's definitely going to motivate someone to figure out how to do that, to sidestep this and say, see, it's not a tobacco product because I made it out of oil. Yeah, I'd be shocked if they haven't figured out how to synthesize nicotine. Mm. 
at this yeah, point. Yeah, they have figured out pretty much how to synthesize every organic chemical, so... So there you go. That's your uh, your update from Down Under. And again, a lot of these governments around the world are always watching. They're you know, looking to see what works in other places. And yeah, legal systems are slightly different from one place to another. But the, the concepts usually get passed around. Like, oh, this smoking ban thing worked over in New Zealand as far as, and when I say worked, meaning it's benefited the politically connected 500 businesses mm-hmm. that uh, are going to get this. Well, let's try that over here. Well, and you'll notice there's no there's no attempt to even let's figure out why people start smoking and maybe nip this in the bud. Maybe the maybe there are psychological problems that the state is causing or at least contributing to that we could stop doing. You know, maybe we shouldn't be stressing everyone out all of the time Mm. by terrifying them over things that aren't as scary as we tell them they are. The number if you want to. Join us, 603-283-6160. Coming up, uh, I know you have a story, Peakless Mountaineer, about the vaccination mandates. Uh, we, disco- we discovered earlier this week that New York City is going all in. Full draconian. Uh, on this stuff. This isn't just because you know there was a lot of controversy over Joe Biden's mandate of business owners with more than 100 employees having to mandate the vaccine. There were some lawsuits. Apparently, that particular provision from OSHA is on hold right now. It's been stayed by a court. Maybe that'll be unstayed at some point, but there's also some other development, some other news in that area that you wanted to share with us. But in New York City... Did you refuse to inject your five-year-old with an untested serum? Well, he can't go to the restaurant anymore. Can't go to McDonald's. Can't go play on the playground or whatever. Um, that's not it. They're, they're not just going after 5 to 11-year-olds. Also, every private employer in New York City mm. is now required to have all of their employees vaccinated. So it's not just some 100-employee r- limit in New York City. It's literally right. every private employer. Yeah, I, I I just think that the the child side of this is absolutely the most despicable part about yeah, this. Yeah, it's I terrifying. Mean, this is a disease that does not affect children. Like largely, this leaves them I mean, completely maybe if they alone. Were like super obese it's or not, something. It, it's it's not literally zero, but it is so close to zero that yeah. it is a within a statistical rounding error. How many children this affects? Right. Now, how many children the vaccine affects? That is an enormous number. There are all these kids who are developing pericarditis and myocarditis and all of these terrible effects from this brand new untested serum that How they've decided that to inject them. How often does that happen to kids anyway? You know? Well, I I know that uh, I know that the VAERS numbers show us that these vaccines have been as disastrous as every vaccine for the last 30 years combined. So I don't know exactly I don't have at my fingers the, the numbers on children, but I know it's a whole lot worse than the disease itself. Did you see the story? It's being published in the New York Times that scientists find coronavirus attacks fat tissue. Hmm. Shocking, huh? Wow. Maybe that's part of the reason why we're seeing that most of the people who seem to die well, from this gee, are Well, gee, wait obese. a second. I thought this was a respiratory disease. Hmm. hmm. Is it really like those quacks on the internet said where this isn't a respiratory disease, but rather a blood disease that has its first symptoms in the respiratory system? That couldn't be. That would be crazy. Fauci didn't tell me that. Well, he's totally an honest person. He works for the government. 
Yeah. Right. Fauci didn't tell me that and then tell me the opposite of that and then tell me that again, which is the only way I believe things are true. Yeah. And didn't the Pfizer uh, CEO say initially that it was like 100 percent effective to take their vaccine? And now he's saying, well, things don't really uh, last very long. You're going to need a fourth booster. You know, shocker. Yeah. Uh, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Luckily, the Internet records things and we can actually go back and see what people said a year ago. You can bring up anything you want here. Hour number two on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Is your broken heart stopping you from being authentically happy? My name is Jeremy West, and for a limited time, I am running a free online class to teach you what most people don't know about how to deal with your feelings, the simple way to deal with your negative thinking, the key to breaking your unhealthy relationship patterns, and so much more. No more feeling like a failure who will never find true love. No more self-medicating and ending up feeling even more miserable. And no more feeling like you'll never be someone who deserves an amazing partner. Sound good? You'll discover a new way to finally feel validated and loved. To stop trying to get your self-worth from the very people who tear it down. And to put you in control of your own happiness. So you never surrender that control to another person again in as little as eight weeks. Register now for my free online class at beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. That's beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. Open if you want to join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're taking off the second hour of the program in the studio tonight. It's Ian. Peakless Mountaineer. We're going to go back to your phone calls and thoughts. But coming up, Peakless, you're going to share with us uh, another update on what's going on with this vaccine mandate at the national level the one that affects ostensibly companies with over a hundred people we'll get into that story on the way uh, but first up we go to a georgia listener rc is on the line listening to wgow out of chattanooga tennessee uh, rc you're on free talk live hey yes hey how are y'all hey rc doing great what's on your mind tonight uh, I was just going to tell you about the air cleaners, about some of these places where they smoke. They're, they're probably expensive, but they could probably have them, you know. Now you might have to have 150 of them. <laughs> now, what's the, what is the, yeah, we got you. What's the current situation there in Georgia? Are you allowed, are there restaurants where you can go in and actually well, smoke? Yeah, yeah, but you can't smoke. And I don't know if it's all of them, I guess. The restaurants mm-hmm. around here, you know, like the Crystal and all that, you know. But I don't smoke. I don't like to smoke in restaurants anyway, because I, I don't never did like to anyway. Um, at my apartment here, <laughs> I'm not supposed to. Oh yeah, Georgia so, Smoke Free Air Act of 2005. So yeah, they yeah, it, they've they been told pro- me that, they told me it's a government. I don't know if it's a government it's rule government. or what. But, yeah, it's government. It was 2005. Prohibits smoking inside most public areas and outlines specific guidelines for allowing smokings in and around establishment that serves yeah, yeah, the I public. Find, yeah, I signed. I did sign a paper, and uh, I, you know, they kept wanting to beat me, but you know, I, I don't know where to go. So Someone wanted to beat you. So I won't smoke. Hold right. on. I'm. I'm. I'm what? What? Now? What you, paper did you sign? Were you saying? I signed a paper, you know, saying I wouldn't smoke in my apartment here. 
Oh, okay. okay. Well, that's, yeah, you know, know, it's private property. It's just so. like I, you know, I sign, you know, my divorce papers from smoking. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that makes sense. I mean, it's their apartment building, so they want to ban smoking from there. That makes total sense. I mean, that's that sucks yeah, to have to know, clean up connected. after. We're, yeah, we're connected, you know, and it does. I, I have burnt the walls before, but <laughs> a few apartments. I'm older. I guess I need to, you know, stop. I am older, you know, but. RC, thanks for the call tonight. I do appreciate hearing All from right, you. Yeah, thanks. I mean, it sucks having to clean up, uh, you know, a smoker's apartment. It's, you know, throw out the blinds, throw out anything that's uh, that could possibly absorb that smell because you, you're not getting it out. Right. It's it's awful. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. Whether you want to talk about smoking uh, bans and prohibitions and such, what started this whole conversation was New Zealand, where they're actually prohibiting people born after the age 2000 or the, the year 2008 from ever smoking. And of course, that's going to create a black market. It's going to drive uh, cigarettes underground and make it dangerous for these teenagers uh, to get their hands on these cigarettes. But you better believe it. They're going to. Mm-hmm. And at as as you put it, now it's sexier. You know, now it's yeah. a rebellious thing again. And teenagers in general have a desire to to rebel. To, to rebel. Yeah. I mean, there's there reaches a point in your biology where most people want to have something of their own, something that distinguishes them from where they came from, from their family, from even their societal background. And a lot of times they'll pick something dumb like smoking because look what a rebel I am. My society mm-hmm. doesn't want me to do this and I'm choosing to do it anyway. And you can't stop me. And great. Now you're just going to make more people want to do that yeah. at that age. Yeah. And I think you were making a point during uh, I think it was during one of the breaks about how you know government gangs love to run out in front of a parade and act like they've been there the whole time. Well, yeah, we mm-hmm. did this. Well, no, actually, there's been a societal trend that has been to, hey, wake up. This is bad for you. Like, mm-hmm. there's th- that's just something that people have been doing on their own. You didn't need to have the government around to tell people that smoking is not a good thing for them. Right. So. Yeah, and it's so many things where they, they jump out and say, yeah, we're the ones that did this. We solved this. And no, you weren't. Like, a lot of people believe that, well, we'd still have children in coal mines if we didn't have all these laws against child labor. And no, we had children working factories and that sort of thing because we were just too poor as a society to get along without doing that, which is terrible. What happened is we got rich enough that we could afford to not have our child, our children be laborers. And keep the kids at home. Right. Yeah. To, to, to give them some time to learn more things, to expand their skills so that they're able to do even more when they reach an older age. That requires wealth. Right. And the laws in the case that you're talking about, child labor laws, actually end up hurting kids because... I mean, the intention, right? Like, usually the intention behind a law isn't what really ends up happening with it. There's all kinds of unintended consequences from these prohibitions and restrictions. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the intention is, oh, keep kids from getting their arms cut off in factories. No one wants that to happen. Mm -hmm. But as a result, you now prohibit kids from actually learning entrepreneurship. You prohibit kids from learning how to interact with customers. I mean, for me, when I worked for my my mom, because you're still allowed to work for your parents. Mm. They, They don't prohibit that. Um, so when I worked for my mom at her thrift store when I was an eight, nine, ten year old or whatever, I learned how to run a cash register and learn how to, you know, smile with 
customers coming up and be friendly and all those things that you learn about at some point when you want to deal with with people now you've got teenagers who can barely get along with other people they don't want to work at all i got a good uh working ethic from being able to actually do some of it mm-hmm. when i was a kid and now you know that's prohibited for most kids yeah and it, it it disadvantages the poor in an extraordinary way because if you if your parents have a company oh well you can you can work for them Sure. But if your parents don't have a company and don't have something where they can uh, outsource some part of their work to you, well, mm. that's just too bad for you. Wow. You should have had different parents so that you could learn these basic life and job skills. That is a really good point, Peakless, because I, I, it's it's makes total sense, right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of these laws that they target at, at people dis- disproportionately affect the poor mm-hmm. in a negative manner, and I never even really thought about that. Yeah, yeah. so if you, you know, the start out... To work yeah, so I mean, if you start out in, you know, less than ideal circumstances, if you start out even in uh, a family that just doesn't have the same uh, conscientiousness, the same drive, the same sense of uh, of order and, uh, and, you know, categorization that you do, and okay, Okay, that you grow up as someone who has, I mean, these are largely genetic traits to begin with. I mean, there's definitely some wiggle room as to how they develop, but like these are largely genetic traits. Now, if you suddenly show up and, well, my parents weren't conscientious enough to put together a a situation where I can work for them so that I can learn these basic life skills and job skills, but I really want to do this. I want to, you know, go have a paper route or Mm -hmm. something like that. Things that are sort of geared to like you can't really support a family off of this these aren't adult jobs right but you're not allowed to do that you're not allowed to go out into the world find people who aren't your parents to do some work for them to figure out oh well here's how you get to work on time here's how you deal with your manager when they're being annoying uh here's how you negotiate this and and that and you just never learn these skills Great. Now you grow up. You don't have these skills when you reach the age where you can actually start working under the law. And yeah, you're at a disadvantage to everyone who developed those skills because their parents had the conscientiousness that yours didn't. Well, I don't know if it's so much as that they didn't have the conscientiousness. There are plenty. It's not the only thing that can cause that for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of uh, people who don't have a lot of means who would like to do their own thing, Mm -hmm. and they're literally prohibited from doing so, whether it be opening up a restaurant from their own kitchen in most you know, political jurisdictions, you can't do that. That's crime. Right. Uh, and, you know, other businesses in a lot of places, you just can't run something out of your home. You can't have a hair salon in your own home. There's a lot of places where that is completely verboten. They will send men with guns in to stop you from doing that. And so if you have this vision for this thing that you want to do, let's say you're a good cook, you know, you've been working in the restaurant f- field or you're good at hair braiding or whatever. They want you to go rent a place in a shopping center at $2,000 a month or $4,000. Get $4, your license to braid right. the hair. Yep. And I mean, the more we do this, the more it dissolves the line between public and private, where you reach the point where basically the government is running all of the businesses. Or regulating them to death. Yeah, well, exactly. And I mean, if you have to get a license to braid hair, then they're telling you how to run your hair braiding. That's true. The number here is 603-283-6160. You can join us, bring up whatever you want. And, of course, they're telling a lot of businesses they got to vaccinate their employees. That's coming up. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. Phones open if you want to join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. Coming up 
Will you soon be able to pay taxes in Florida in cryptocurrency? Apparently, this is somewhat breaking news that you just pulled up, Lee, or uh, Peakless. We'll uh, share that with you here in moments. The number is 603-283-6160, and we're raising money for Give Directly, which is the first nonprofit that allows you to give money directly to people who are living in extreme poverty. I'm not talking about U.S. poverty, where you have cell phones and televisions in your house. I'm talking about full-blown Mountain Dew Dorito extreme poverty. Yeah, you don't even have Doritos in uh, Bomet and Califi counties in Kenya. These are people who have to walk five miles to get water, right? Like, that's the kind of poverty we're talking about. Uh, And you can help these people through Give Directly. You can go to give.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is matching donations total up to $30,000. So if you want to help some people that really need it, and, uh, research shows, by the way, that giving cash to people living in poverty can help drive a range of important positive changes in their lives, like getting employment, nutrition, health, and education. And that cash allows people to invest in what they need by what they decide instead of relying on aid organizations and donors from thousands of miles away to make those choices for them. So if that's what you prefer, uh, we agree. You ought to get over to give.freetalklive.com and you can contribute there and help people who have been plagued by drought, floods, food insecurity, and more. Uh, It's a great way to help those people in Kenya. Go to give.freetalklive.com. This holiday season, you can help some people who really need it. And by the way, Give Directly. We interviewed one of their people earlier this week. It was the Thursday night show. So if you didn't hear that interview, we had their CFO online with us. Absolutely interesting stuff. Really fascinating the way this uh, this can help people. They've delivered over $400 million to over a million people over the couple decades that they've been around. So Sounds awesome. it's a big deal. Uh, give.freetalklive.com. We go to Jerry. He's on the line listening in Charleston, West Virginia. Jerry, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, fellas. Hey, what's uh, on your mind? This, this, yeah, the smoking business. You know, uh, I think that the CDC or whomever in the government is still clamping down on smokers after the last 25 or 30 years really hard. They need to change the game plan because here in America, I seriously doubt that smoking is our biggest health concern. I think it's obesity. And oh, West yeah. Virginia, West Virginia is where I, I'm from, and we tie uh, with Mississippi, I believe, uh, to have the fattest people uh, in America. Wow. And I've been paying very close attention to this for the last 20 years. And, you know, here where I live in my city, uh, it's embarrassing and it's disgusting that the average weight uh, of a female, for instance, between 18 and, let's say, 30 is about 180 pounds. Oh, That's man. average. And it goes way up from there. Uh, and uh, I think it's really pathetic that they continue to to go after the smokers and, and pretend like our mm-hmm. obesity epidemic doesn't exist. And obesity has so many more issues with health than cigarettes do. And uh, It's a huge problem. I, and by the way, I don't know if you saw the, uh, the news that children in the United States are fatter than they've ever been after the various different COVID lockdowns and such. Now that the kids are at home more often than they've ever been, they're playing, of course, more video games, more uh, device time and things like that than they've ever done. They they literally, I believe it was doubled 
the uh, the number of fat kids in the last couple of years. Hmm. Uh, it's oh, just no crazy. Doubt. And now, so then you ask yourself, well, how did this happen, and when did it happen? I can tell you when. Well, it's been going on um, for decades. I mean, I've seen yeah, well, I've seen maps showing like the states getting fatter and fatter over the last five decades or whatever. Right. Well, I did an extensive video in 1980 and 81 with over 50,000 people uh, just in my area alone. Uh, we had, you know, these special events like the state capitals, uh, um, 100th anniversary, and, and all kinds of Anyway, over 50,000 people. And there's only one obese person in this entire three-hour video. Wow. And so from about 1981 till today, something seriously happened, and I'll tell you what it is. Okay. A lot of women, I was married three times. And two out of the three uh, women I married couldn't boil water. Uh, women don't learn how to cook anymore, and everybody prefers to eat out. Why? Because now the wife, the woman, the girlfriend, whomever, she's out working, and she doesn't feel like cooking. And so everybody's eating pizza and hamburgers. Just to shut the kid up, we'll go to some hamburger joint. And so when when you have that attitude and you're no longer eating healthy foods, mm-hmm. uh, you get what we're getting today. And, and well, let me tell you something. In the next 15 or 20 years, you're going to see 45 to 50-year-old people having heart attacks because of their obesity. And if the government, if they want to get on some kick and tell us what to do, they better get off the smokers and get on these fatties. Well, and and, and you're absolutely right about the health effects. Um, I I just looked it up, and uh, the CDC says that obesity is connected to 13 different kinds of cancer. And the the two largest killers of Americans are cancer and And heart heart disease. Yeah, Yeah, and we we all know the connections between obesity and heart disease. So, uh, But I can tell you exactly why they're not being targeted. I mean, can you imagine how many... Well, can you imagine how many corporations there are that are contributing to our obesity? And I mean, contributing oh, sure. to the politicians. Oh, absolutely. Exactly my yeah. point. All of the, the fast food restaurants, all of the, the sugar and corn subsidies, mm-hmm. oh, all yeah. of the- Corn syrup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all of the, the soft drink companies. I mean, that is just an enormous cash cow. So if you just start mentioning that our obesity is causing, oh, I don't know, uh, uh, us to become more likely to uh, develop flu-like si- symptoms under a variety of circumstances for example or the fact that it's killing us at the highest possible rates well then you're going to lose all of that those campaign contributions and they will contribute to whoever is running against you jerry thanks and for sharing oh, go ahead go okay ahead. can i say one more yeah, thing sure, go ahead. not only that but if it's popular for the masses then it's typically left alone mm-hmm, sure. there's a lot more fat people than there are smokers Mm-hmm. And as long, you know, same thing with alcohol. They won't t- touch alcohol too much. Well, and nor should they. I mean, let's just be clear. They should leave smokers well, no, alone saying, and leave the I'm drinkers alone and leave the fat people alone. It's a problem that solves itself over time. Yeah, people die. Yeah. I'm just saying, if it's bad for you, okay, if it's bad for you, but the masses want it anyway, 
nobody's going to touch it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Thanks. Right, thank you for the call tonight. Yeah, and prohibition, I, of course, makes everything worse. And I think it's definitely a fair point that this culture no longer celebrates the role of cooking and cleaning. Mm. I mean, traditionally, that has been a, a female uh, expected role, but neither men nor women are celebrated for taking the role of cooking and cleaning. Well, and I mean, I don't need it, to be celebrated if I clean my house, you know, like it's just it's 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 satisfying well, on its I own. Think, I don't need an award. Well, I think that you are contributing to overall societal uh, uh stability by doing that well thank you i, pr- I appreciate that uh number 603-283-6160 but i don't need recognition for it and actually well, Bonnie does most a great people job do too. because uh incentives matter uh man speaking of uh fat societies and not fat societies when i went to japan it was like night and day between there and here almost no one's fat there more coming up Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off, now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We've been doing some nobody quotes of the day. Our friend and co-host, unfortunately, is not allowed to be a co-host at this time under some insane bail conditions forced on us by the federal government gang after they raided our studio back in March of this year. Uh, nobody has been prohibited from being on the air, prohibited from being interviewed. Yeah, you uh, have a right to speech until you get accused of something. Yeah, he's not been convicted. Uh, you know, I've not been convicted. None of the Crypto Six have been convicted, but we're under insane levels of restrictions. But that doesn't mean that we can't say things that he has said in the past. And so these are, you know, classic nobody quotes that Bonnie, one of our co-hosts, has been taking the time uh, every week to dig up. From various different sources, usually free talk live episodes, but could be written uh, things that he's written down. He's been a prolific writer uh, over the years as well. So here is a quote from nobody. Quote, even the FBI will tell you that American law enforcement is heavily infiltrated by the KKK and various other white supremacist groups. And that is something that uh, is, it's, you know, it's true. Uh, we've definitely seen as far as the numbers that uh, police have done over the years as far as arresting people of color, if you will, you know, more often than white people. That's not to say they don't arrest and kill white people, too. They do all of that. They yeah, hurt everybody. There's definitely a pipeline to and from white supremacist organizations when it comes to the FBI. 
I mean, sure. people who they they disproportionately will hire people into that uh, coercive monopoly uh, that are members of these white supremacist organizations, and then if, whether you were or not, they will send plenty of you to pose in these organizations and frequently to try to push them toward violence, so that, that they happens. can go see we stopped them from being violent, even though they were the ones ginning it up in the first place, right? So, thank you, Nobody, for that uh, quote, and thank you, Bonnie, for digging it up. We're going to go back to your calls and thoughts. Major Payne is first up in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Major Payne. Hey, peace, people of the world. Hey. Yeah, I'm I'm wondering, uh, seeing as how they've already brought Big Bird up into the argument, when are they <laughs> going to bring Ronald McDonald up so that the little five-year-olds can get their chicken McNuggets if they get a Fauci-Ouchie at the door? <laughs> By the smiling clown. You're pointing Stop out, giving them ideas. Yeah, you're pointing out that uh, that that Big Bird has actually been recruited to pimp the vaccines for Pfizer and Moderna, and that happened. And uh, it, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if McDonald's You can get a beer. You can thing. get donuts. Yeah. Why can't you get a Big Mac? Some places are giving well, away bags of What's another American weed? clown? <laughs> huh? What's another American clown sell Bozo? down the road? <laughs> He's probably well, dead. I, I reckon I remember Bozo. He yeah. was cool. Yeah, yeah. He's probably Oopsie long gone. Oopsie was crazy. You remember Oopsie? No, I don't know Oopsie. Mm-hmm. That's before my yeah, time. Yeah, he had like a weird top hat with a limp daisy hanging out the top of it. It was kind of crazy, but huh. yeah. yeah, it was back in the day when they had. Uh, oh, there was a milk clown too. What was his a name? Milk he clown. Had like a tall. Yeah, he had a tall pointy hat with a bunch of buttons down the front of it. See, this is before people got completely irrational when it comes to clowns. I mean, there's so (laughs) many people who are afraid of clowns for whatever reason. I blame Stephen King and Hollywood. You think that was all that it took? Oh, I think that's. I think most of the clown phobia. I don't know what the proper term for that Mm -hmm. is. uh, I think most of that came from it. Hmm. Major Payne, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. Number here is 603-283-6160. Robert in South Carolina, listening to WTMA in Charleston. Go ahead, Robert. Yes, I just wanted to say that I attended law school at the Tertius Universität Dresden, and at the Mensa where we ate lunch, they had big posters promoting a vegetarian food and vegetarian lifestyle, and that was long after the fall of the wall, actually. And I tried to get people to understand that more specifically because we still had some students that were kind of insisting on eating meat. And I, and eventually, instead of responding to them, to me, by, by putting more posters up and promoting it a little bit and helping me to help promote it, they, instead they took the posters down because they were, the, the, the human element was against it. Apparently, the, the Germans were becoming westernized and, you know, into the capitalistic system and they wanted to eat meat. But, um, but I'm really not sure what capitalism I am so confused. has How to do, do with westernized meat? Germans. I mean, yes, I mean, were there, the German Democratic Republic was uh, allied with the Soviet Union and, and, and it used a Stalinistic system, you see. And uh, under Joseph Stalin, I lived in a... In, in, what the in, hell does that have to do? Oh, so you're talking with... about East Germany. Yeah, he was saying, yeah. Okay. Yeah, East Germany. Yeah, as a matter of fact, the building in which I lived was... was the, the building style was Stalinbau, which means... Stalin means steel and Bau means building style. Stalin means crap, likely. Seems to me, and maybe I'm, oh, maybe I'm way off here, but isn't, uh, isn't part of the general cultural tradition of Germany things like uh, sausages? Yeah. 
Uh, not, no, in East Germany, they, they, they were promoting a vegetarian lifestyle. You and didn't answer the question. Good. We understand yes, what yes, the yes, communists yes. were promoting because, well, it yes. was probably hard to get a cow under communism. Well, they didn't, you, we don't need cows. We need good health, and good health comes through vegetarian. Well, there's a lot of people who believe that, some but peop- I don't some buy people it. that works for some people it doesn't. Yeah, there's a uh, you know people have different bodies. One size does not fit all as far as diet is concerned, and there's a lot of people out there that say that it's important to get you know your proteins by eating meats and things yeah. like that. And as an organism, I mean, if someone was saying that we absolutely no one should ever eat anything that requires grinding well we have grinding teeth for a reason in the same way if someone is saying absolutely no human being should ever eat meat well we have canines for a reason we are set up as omnivores like what our body can process is a very wide range and we're basically set up in general to have a ranging diet i'll tell you what uh, thank you robert for the call tonight you know i like a good salad but if there's chicken in that salad, it's actually going to fill me up. Whereas if I just eat a big old salad, I'm still hungry afterwards. Yeah, and you know, and I I gotta say, like anything that governments get involved in, I mean, when you have this gang of goons that has all of their incentives, I mean, you're not going to get good data from that. Like the 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 organizations that are pushing uh, moving to a, an insect diet, like they're not doing that because the data shows that eating insects is better for you. Like they're doing that because they have an agenda and any piece of propaganda that they can do to push you in the direction of that agenda is more power to them. So and honestly, the the fact is that the USSR was a profoundly authoritarian government. And they went to extensive lengths to make sure that as few people as possible were questioning their regime. And there is some pretty good study as far as the the particular components of meat and your ability to create brain tissue. Mm. So at least for some people, I know that that is the case. Like, I personally do not work well if I remove meat from my diet. I can only do that for a short period of time before I'm simply not able to think as clearly and as well. And I'm sure there's lots of people that's true for. And the fact that it's coming from this authoritarian, oppressive government makes it highly suspect. Absolutely. I mean, those people were impoverished. I mean, can you imagine being somebody like Robert and actually lauding? What the uh, the East German government was doing to its people under the rule of the Soviets? I mean, that's crazy. Those well, people were in a really bad way. Well, he has a profound faith in the inherent in moral rectitude of all government systems. Mm. Oh, he has his pref- preferred government He believes government that systems. governments really are better people than people. Which is insane. It is. It absolutely All is. the evidence shows the opposite is true, that governments being monopolies of violence attract the corrupt attract the power seekers and attract the sickos and the psychopaths across the board. It doesn't matter whether we're talking about socialist democracies or capitalist democracies or whatever it is. Well, and who else would be attracted to the one position in our societies where you're allowed to get away with being cruel, with starting violence, with forcing others to your will and stealing from them, and you get lauded for you it. You get bonuses. Of course you're going to attract the criminal element to that one position. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Join us here on Free Talk Live. 
about whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. At 603-283-6160. Coming up, we can talk about the vaccine mandate at the national level. And also, apparently, Governor of Florida proposing uh, that the state accept cryptocurrency payments for things like taxes. We can get into that story, too. Your calls and thoughts are welcome at 603-283-6160. And uh, it's Ian and Peakless Mountaineer. Tonight, we go back to your phone calls and thoughts. Bill is on the line listening in Tioga, North Dakota, to KTGO. Go ahead, Bill. You were talking a little while ago about the people being overweight and and people not cooking. Yeah. I I raised three children alone, and I did all the cooking. I bought very little stuff at the grocery store. Everything I raised in the garden. Oh, wow. uh, That's awesome. uh, I I worked full-time, and I raised three kids. That is going above and beyond the call of duty. I mean, it would be enough to just get people to go back to the grocery store, but to go on and, you know, grow it all yourself, especially in North Dakota. I mean, that's got to be a challenge. Well, at, at the time, I'll be honest with you, I was living in Maine. Well, it still gets cold there, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your growing season's a little limited up here. Uh, were you able to grow in the winter, do, you know, with some sort of a uh, indoor grow up or a greenhouse well, or something? No, I, I, I used to can. Ah, uh, can and and I could put potatoes and stuff like that in the cellar and keep them cool. Got it. So, and uh, how is the obesity rate in your family there? Uh, no one's overweight, and most of us are, are, are at weight. Are, I think one of my sons is a little underweight. That's because he's not eating properly right mm-hmm. now. Well, and there you go. I mean, the the habits that you set growing up are Last a I, lifetime, right? Yeah, that's that is your basis of operation for the rest of your life. And sure, yep. there's there's definitely some uh, some wiggle room, some ability to move from that basis. But when you start the good habits early, it's a lot easier to keep them. No, we didn't go to McDonald's. Sounds like you did good. Thanks, Bill, for the call tonight. I appreciate your story, and thanks for sharing it. The number here is 603-283-6160. And again, to come back around to the the vaccine as a topic, you talked about raising children. You were commenting on this earlier, uh, Peakless, that it's just... Not only is it horrifying the idea of like putting kids in masks and forcing them to not have the experience of being able to see people's facial expressions, not being able to see people smile, uh, that alone was awful in the last two years but Mm -hmm. now now people actually injecting their kids with these experimental vaccines now new york city to require it from uh, kids age 5 to 11 in order to do something as simple as go out to eat or go to a movie theater or something like that and everyone who has a job yeah every single person employed in new york city so uh, but the national level they are trying to roll out this osha mandate that's been stayed by a court for now but there's a development with this that you wanted to share. Yeah, this is from Reuters. It's U.S. Senate passes Republican bill to overturn Biden vaccine mandate. Okay. I'm surprised. It is very surprising. And uh, it's it's good to have something sort of balancing on the other side of uh, the, encroaching, the encroaching tyranny that is like a slowly boiled frog. Because the Senate is controlled by Democrats. So right, is which is why this is really amazing, right. is that even the Democrats are turning on this and going, no, we can't do this. This is crazy. This is too far. All right. Tell me more. 
The Democrat-controlled U.S. Senate on Wednesday approved a Republican measure that would overturn President Biden's COVID-19 vaccine or test mandate for private businesses with two Democrats joining Republicans to back the initiative. The 52 to 48 vote sends the legislation to Democratic-led House of Representatives where it faces strong headwinds while Biden has threatened to veto it. Well, yeah, that's going to be where this thing fails ultimately is it starts to get his approval. And why would he want to you know, reduce his power? Well, and, and the thing about that is that once people have seen, OK, here's how popular this is. Then it can, based on what they see there, they might go, okay, well, now we need to make sure that we have the 60 votes or whatever it is to over to overrule the veto. Yeah, but they didn't get that in the Senate. They didn't get that in the Senate on this one, no. So. But this is going to show how popular this, this idea is. Hmm. And, I mean, even to get this far is pretty extraordinary. So, I mean, on the one hand, you have the – I mean, this is – Weirdly enough, this is the system in a rare occurrence doing what we were taught it does. Like this is the checks well, and balances. <laughs> well, I mean, this is them Don't catch actually your chickens uh, before they hatch. Uh, fair enough. I mean, and, and who knows how long this will work or if it will ultimately work. But at least this is it. You know, appearing to do the thing that we were told it always did, where there's this checks and balances systems, where you've got the judiciary system saying, no, we're going to put a stay on that. We need to figure out whether you're allowed to do that under the Constitution. And you've got the legislators going, are you kidding? No, you can't do this. Yeah, I don't know, Peekless. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be as skeptical as I was when we first talked about the court system putting the stay on this. I think it's all a show. I think that eventually they're going to come back and say, oh, well, yeah, I mean, of course, OSHA has been regulating for, you know, since the 1970s. This is just another regulation. So, well, of course, it's OK. I, I think the I think the representatives and the senators want to get voted in next time. So what this is going to show is people are going to people are going to get polled on how popular this is. And depending on what people say about that, if it is obvious and overwhelming, like, ooh, I will lose my position if I don't be. keep backing this. It won't be overwhelming. I mean, look at the schism in the United States. People are deadlocked in this country. And well, there's a clear division. between. It's been them. basically one third of people are in favor of uh, of the intervention of these goons mm-hmm. one third of people are against the intervention of these goons and one third of people are just trying to be polite hmm. and since the people against it aren't actually asking for anything they're like oh well i'll do what the people asking me to do something are asking me to do so uh, if that third of people keeps moving in the direction of like okay this is this was supposed to be a two-week thing guys this was supposed to be a two-week thing 19 months ago. Like, okay, we're done with this. If the sentiment moves, then they are going to have to move, and they'll they'll just have to wait until later to do these uh, draconian and authoritarian rules. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, to me, it just seems like a political move by the Republicans. They want to shore up their base and pander to the people that they want to vote for them, and that that's all that this is. You no, know, the astonishing part is that they, they got a couple of Democrats to break that is, ranks. That is, a, that is a surprise. That is really astonishing because, I mean, uh, Democrats have essentially been a monolith. Mm-hmm. through for a really long time on on both uh, uh republican matters and on democratic matters so i mean like 
a lot of their base is really focused on the idea of having uh, 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 Medicare for all or what have you, like having uh, state-run health services. And they have not budged whatsoever. They haven't even brought that up for an initial, uh, oh, well, we'll have a committee that looks into possibly making a bill that we can vote on on this. They are monolithic against that desire in their own base, and they're just as monolithic against everything that the Republicans throw at them. And now you have a couple of them breaking ranks. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say it's a bad indicator. I'm just not optimistic in any way, shape, or form. To, well, what to else see, is new, Ian? You know, to see, I, well, I'm, I'm generally optimistic as far as the future of freedom is concerned, but I'm not opt- optimistic that we're going to get it through the federal government all of a sudden finding its checks and balances or something like that. This is nothing but a fluke. It's nothing but a political uh, statement more so than anything else. You look at these Republican politicians out there that are pandering to their base now after having in- enacted most of the very same you know crackdowns that the democrats did in 2020 now some of them are you know acting as though oh well we did the wrong thing we're not going to do that again blah 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 fine that's nice and everything but you can't trust these people i'm not suggesting right? that we trust them i'm suggesting that we celebrate what little victories we get yeah i mean when you get a victory for freedom celebrate it You haven't gotten the victory yet. It's just the Senate passing a bill. Hey, every (laughs) last one of these is a small victory. I'm not saying this is the ultimate freedom that we have now achieved. I'm saying this is slowing them down. And that's the thing. We don't need to stop them. Like, they're going to get stopped. The things are already in the works. The the fundamental basis of our civilization is shifting under their feet. We just need to slow down their authoritarian change for long enough for us to catch up with what's happening technologically. Just look for a, for a case study. Look at Chris Sununu, the uh, Republican governor here in New Hampshire. Last year, he was cracking down left and right, passing all kinds of uh, executive orders. Now, allegedly, they had some loopholes you could push a Mack truck through, but most people didn't read them. They just followed what they thought that they were about and now he's not doing really much of anything to respond to record level cases which is good and now we got paid back if you did have fines and he's taking the federal money now and he's still going out pimping the vaccines like on his social media constantly pimping vaccines all of these guys are snakes there's more coming up it's free talk live so you've signed the shire society declaration and are planning your move to new hampshire to be around more liberty oriented people Next, sign up for the Shire Society Forum at forum.shiresociety.com. There are a bunch of people there who are already in the Shire, and they want to meet you. If you're already in the Shire physically, you should also come by the forums. Remember, not everyone uses Facebook. New people are signing up for the Shire Society Forum every month, so drop in and say hello at forum.shiresociety.com. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Open phones every single night here. We do this thing seven nights a week, live from 7 to 10 at night Eastern Time. So anytime you want to join us live, we'd love to have you. The number is 603-283-6160. Of course, you can listen later on. we got archives over at freetalklive.com. Anytime you want them. Video archives always available for you over on our Odyssey channel at video.freetalklive.com. With you tonight, it's Ian. And Peakless Mountaineer. We're going to go back to your phone calls and thoughts. And coming up, a story that actually was mentioned by one of our callers uh, earlier tonight. And then we both dug it up uh, over at Bitcoin.com's news site. The Florida governor 
proposing creating a cryptocurrency payment system for state fees and taxes. So that's a little bit different. We can get into that. But first, we go to your phone calls and thoughts. David is in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. David. Yeah. Uh, psychopathic goons. I think you might know a few of them. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted, to, I wanted to make something clear. Some people get it. Other people may not. But let me make it perfectly clear. Um, I mean, this is an ongoing thing, but uh, I didn't get a chance to respond to, and I'm not picking on Chris, but Chris had made his comment, and also Major Payne in uh, Michigan, that same program, had made a comment after I called in. The reason 14 years after psychopathic goons uh, in, in, in your government, by name, Judge M. Monica Zamora and Judge John J. Romero, Jr., you got to keep calling them out, like your caller Jet says. Call them out. Don't let them get away with being referred to as the government. These are individuals mm-hmm. that are psychopathic goons, like Zamora and Romero. And you, got, and you can't let them get away with their crimes. Like last week when I called out the, and pointed out that the judge that stole almost $300,000 from a kid that his uncle wanted him to have, but the judge decided that she should have it instead, and she's going to prison. You call these people out. And the sheriff up in Rio Rebo County that's going to prison for three years, you call these people out. And, and the psychopathic goons are on your, you guys' butts for things that should not be illegal. It's really none of the government's business, uh, even, even according to our founding documents, which you guys criticize. It's none of their business. But they put their psychopathic nose in it anyway mm-hmm. because they are organized crime. That's why I continue to point this stuff out, even though it has been 14 years regarding my kids. My kids can be 60 years old, and I'm still going to point out that these psychopathic goons like New Mexico Judge M. Monica Zamora and John J. Romero (laughs) illegally trafficked my children according to a unanimous decision at the New Mexico Court of Appeals. And people got to keep on screaming it whenever it exists. We got to point it out until these psychopaths are done away with. Yeah, well, thanks and, for the call. Appreciate the passion tonight. And it would be great if the basic psyche of our society could move to the point where we realize that this is just kidnapping. Like, that's all this is. It's kidnapping. It's extortion. Sure. That's what these goons do. You mean when they arrest someone, it's a kidnap. Yeah, when they arrest you, it's kidnapping. When they send you a tax they, bill, it's an extortion. When they keep you in these places where you are not allowed to have social contact with your social group, like we've done the experiments to find out what that does in the brain, it's just the same as torture. Mm. So mm-hmm. they are kidnapping people. They are torturing them. That's what they're doing. Oh, but you and, voted for this. You voted for these people. Well, that is the illusion, isn't it? (laughs) That I had an option to not do this. Except that, okay, what was my option? Well, you could vote for gang on the left Mm -hmm. or gang on the right. Psychopath A or Psychopath B. Hmm. Are they going to do exactly the same thing in slightly different flavors? Ooh, but the rhetoric is different. Yeah. What a great big difference that means. Yeah, and that's, you know, to get to the next story here with this uh, Ron DeSantis character who has been lauded by so many people over the last couple of years as though he's some great freedom lover. And it's just so ridiculous how easy it is to fool people. And in in many cases, people who should know better. People, libertarian people, who should know that basically anyone calling themselves governor— is not your friend 
And just because they might be doing something that is less offensive than 49 or 48 other governor people out there doesn't mean that he's not as much of a tyrant as the rest of them. And so, well, and, the, and the same thing happens here where, OK, I'm really glad that the governor isn't pushing for state taxes. That's great. You but mean the, in New Hampshire? Yeah, in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad that he's not uh, that he's pushing against that. That's great. However, as soon as he got the opportunity to be a tyrant, he took it. Big time. And yeah, DeSantis has been great on this one issue. Right. Otherwise, he's a complete police statist. This man has never seen a law benefiting the cops that he didn't like. He's constantly talking about blue lives this and blue lives that and passing new laws to protect the cops. And there's a red flag law in Florida, which, by the way, New Hampshire doesn't have. Uh, so, like, there's yeah. all kinds of things that this guy is doing that are not good, but people ignore like, oh, that. Oh, he protects the guns, and it's like, yeah. really? Because no, uh, do you know what these red flag red uh, red flag laws are? Dude, I can tell you. Wow. I'm from Florida. I remember when I turned 21, my dad, uh, he gave me a uh, gave me a handgun at that time. And he also gave me this like folder full of paperwork. And he said, oh, here's what you need to do to get the like concealed permit in the state of Florida. And I'm like, screw this. I threw that thing in the trash. I wasn't going to jump through all those ridiculous hoops. So, you know, Florida is not a free state. There's people on social media claiming Florida is a free state. And it's like ridiculous. It's not as well, bad as some of the states. In fact, a lot of them. They're free in this way. They're unfree in so many others. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we'll give credit where credit's due. Absolutely. In this case, the dude, according to uh, news.bitcoin.com, did apparently propose in the state's 2022-2023 budget to let businesses pay state fees with cryptocurrencies. And, of course, he's calling it the Freedom First Budget because he understands (laughs) that most people don't really dig and they don't really, you know, oh, the Patriot Act, it's for patriots. You know, like, they just look at the title. They look at the the surface level of of most things and they make decisions. Which is completely backward most of the time. Honestly, yes. the vast majority of bills, if you want to know what it does, look at its title, invert the meaning of that. That's what it's probably doing. So it says here that uh, Florida is becoming well known for its politicians who are positive about the digital currency economy, as Miami Mayor Francis Suarez has been vocal about supporting Bitcoin. Of course, we talked about the Miami coin thing here, uh, which came out, I don't know, four 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 or five months ago or something like that, uh, which is not officially done by the city of Miami. It's done by just like an independent cryptocurrency group. And, but yet the city of Miami uh, mayor has embraced it, and that's because they're getting free revenue from it. Uh, Suarez gets a, a portion of his salary in Bitcoin and recently announced he plans to take a fraction of his 401k retirement plan and convert it into Bitcoin. A report published by Fortune magazine says DeSantis has explained in recent times he wants the Florida government to become crypto-friendly. Florida encourages cryptocurrency as a means of commerce and furthering Florida's attractiveness to business and economic growth, wrote DeSantis in the budget proposal. So again, I don't want to fillet any politicians for liking cryptocurrency. I think they're snakes, they're you know bad people, they're psychopaths. But there is one good thing about this, and that is that if politicians see value in cryptocurrency and they themselves acquire it, the odds that it will ever be banned 
are very, very slim. Right. Now, I think there's a huge trade-off being, uh, if this if this is what you're going to do, there's a huge trade-off here. So the upside of this is that it's going to make cryptocurrency happen faster, earlier, and more completely. Now, the downside of this is that when all of the other governments are collapsing because they relied on the U.S. dollar, and that's being replaced completely, then the Florida government is probably going to last longer than they do. And I think that that's an unfortunate side effect of uh, of this effect, uh, of this proposal. He spoke uh, on a speech on this matter on Thursday in Tallahassee. During the speech, he discussed blockchain technology, explained that the state aims to launch pilot programs that tether distributed ledger technology to state-operated entities like Florida Highway and Safety and Motor Vehicles and Medicaid payments. While DeSantis has launched a bid for re-election, some people say he might be running for president in 2024. So it doesn't say which bureaucracies would be accepting. I don't know if it's all state offices would then have to accept cryptocurrency, but we'll see if this develops over time. More coming up here. You can join us. 603-283-6160. The number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Ian. And Beakless Mountaineer. And don't forget to uh, join us on our Odyssey channel. I mentioned it earlier, but what is it? Well, it's a website launched by the folks who created Library. And Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol. So protocol is a way of things to communicate on the Internet, basically. Uh, And in this case, they've created a platform that is based on that protocol, and it's called Odyssey. And it was created in 2020 to compete with YouTube, and they're doing a darn good job. They've got over a million uh, creators there on Odyssey now, a lot of whom have left YouTube, or they're still, you know, they still got one foot in the uh, the old, and now they've got one foot in the new. Uh, But uh, as you know, YouTube's been cracking down on people for their opinions. And Odyssey, they don't do that there. So we're there, and we've been on Library, which is what came before Odyssey. And it still does exist, by the way, uh, with our videos for years. So if you want to support us on Odyssey, you can do that by subscribing to our channel. Just go to video.freetalklive.com. We do stream there as well, so if you want to watch the show live, you can do that. Or later on, again, archives going back for years at video.freetalklive.com. Now, if you want to go all in, you can actually support the channel the free talk live channel there by downloading the library desktop app so odyssey is just for people that want to go watch a video uh, or a bunch of videos on the internet library is for people that want to back the protocol people that want to actually support the blockchain based system that uh, helps people store videos essentially forever now the videos aren't actually stored on the blockchain it's just the sort of the data about the the videos like where they're located that sort of thing uh, as I understand it, I'm not a, a programmer. And there's a, a mobile app as well, isn't there? Yes, but that won't. Uh, that'll just let you watch. That, uh, uh, okay. that, that is doesn't... not going to download and seed the videos. So basically, gotcha. library acts kind of like kind of like BitTorrent, but with an index. If you think about it, where you know one of the problems with BitTorrent is you have to go to centrally hosted websites to find where the torrents are. Here, you need updated information. Correct. Here, there's a blockchain that has that information forever. 
and cannot be censored. So very interesting stuff. Uh, you can dig into the tech side of it if you want to. But go to lbry.com and you can download the full desktop app there. And then any video you watch, whether it's ours or somebody else's, you actually are a seed of that video. You're actually helping protect that video from ever being removed from the Internet, which is cool. Very cool stuff. So check that out. Um, in other uh, COVID-related news, this is a quickie, and it's a disappointing story. Uh, as you know, the Swiss government has been one of the better ones on uh, the planet as far as cryptocurrency, or not crypto, we were talking crypto, <laughs> as far as COVID uh, restrictions are concerned. And they've been lauded by people that, you know, care about freedom. Unfortunately, that's all changing. They had a uh, election recently there in country and swiss voters backed the government's pandemic response plan in a referendum by a clear majority paving the way for a continuation of exceptional measures to stem the rising tide of covid19 cases the government's tally of sunday's vote showed a wider than expected majority of 62 percent of voters supporting the law passed earlier this year to provide financial aid to people hit by COVID-19 and allowing for COVID certificates, which provide proof of COVID-19 vaccination, recovery, or a negative test and are currently required to enter bars, restaurants, and certain events. So you thought that they were going to, you know, I didn't realize they'd rolled that out. I thought they had avoided that uh, over there, but not apparently surprised. The, apparently the people are all about that, or at least 62% of them are. So. Well, I mean, if you look at the the if you look at the practices of Central Europe, I mean, they it's similar to how when this uh, when this all came down, our governor just started doing exactly what the Massachusetts governor did yeah. when the Massachusetts governor did it. Ridiculous. So, I mean, if you look at the policies of Central Europe, I'm not surprised to find out that this one is going to do exactly what the others are doing. Yep. And some of them are getting even more uh, crazy, right? Like with lockdowns for unvaccinated people. You've got that now spreading, I believe, to Germany. Mm -hmm. Uh, Italy as well now has, uh, according to the Daily Mail, begun locking down the unvaccinated. Only double jabbed people will be able to fully participate in public life using their super green pass as of looks like maybe five days ago. And I know Austria has definitely been part of the forefront of authoritarian control. They were the first state over there to to completely lock down unvaccinated people there. Now, apparently, the latest headline I saw from Austria is they're talking about up to a year in jail uh, for people that do not vaccinate. That hasn't passed yet, from what I understand, but that's that's the proposal. Now, you're going to need the Super Green Pass... Uh, which will allow you to do things like visiting indoor restaurants, bars, concerts, sports events, theaters, public events. Uh, and that, uh, that, let's see, according to dailymail.co.uk. So it's not just there. Of course, they mentioned here Germany is now locking down unvaccinated citizens and banning them from most public spaces in the run-up to Christmas, while those in France will have to show proof of vaccination to maintain a valid COVID pass, which allows them into public venues. So you know what didn't happen in these countries? They didn't experience their Congress or Parliament or what have you trying to pass a law against these restrictions. So, sure, I'm not saying we're out of the woods, but even the fact that the, that this law that I was talking about earlier passed through the Senate, it at least slows down the process of authoritarian encroachment. Well, at least from the federal government. Right. I mean, that's not going to stop New York City. 
or That's New fact. York State or Massachusetts. It was just a couple days ago there was a story that Massachusetts governor is now claiming that he's working with up to 15 or 20 other states on a, a QR code for a vaccination passport. Well, in the off chance that they manage to get this passed under this president or the next, if they do actually get it passed, I think it might uh, require that uh, New York rolls its back. And that would be an interesting uh, that would be an interesting fight between the the state and or or the uh, the city really and the federal government. Well, in that case, I mean, I would actually have to take New York's side of it because I don't want to see the Isn't federal that government. Something? I don't want to see the federal government telling people what to do. And look, if that's what the people of New York want, and by all indicators, seems like those people really love the Empire State. So uh, I understand there's some libertarians still in New York. It's like, hey, guys. We're right here. Yeah. Just come on over. It's only a few hours away. Just move a little bit to uh, the northeast or the east, and you can move from literally the 50th most free states to the number one most free states and have an increase in your quality of life that is literally instantaneous, let alone the fact that there's more libertarians coming here. We're going to likely see New Hampshire become the by far freest state. Like it's now kind of like competing with Florida or whatever. Mm -hmm. We're going to see that distance separate. We're going to see it get to the point where Florida can't catch up. And this is one of those things that on the principle of it, yes, the real way this is supposed to be working is that the city gets its power from the people in the city and then the county gets its power from from those people through a second filter then the state gets its power from through multiple filters that so on principle that is the way it's supposed to be working and just practically if we get to local rule it's a lot easier to leave a locality for a better place the number 603-283-6160 you can join us take control of the airwaves apparently there's now a pandemic treaty on a global scale that they're talking about as well we'll get into that it's free talk live this program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Free Talk Live, Black Saturday show. Number for you, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Coming up, the Pandemic Treaty. As though they weren't all doing similar stuff anyway, as far as pandemic crackdowns, COVID crackdowns. Now they want to make it official, apparently. Well, we're not instituting a global government or anything. We're just instituting global governance. It's totally different. It right. just We're just, you know, agreeing that there are certain things that we have to have exactly the same across the board, like, you know, a minimum corporate tax or, uh, you know, certain yeah, regulations, that, regulations for your carbon emissions and, oh, well, this is a pandemic. Well, obviously, we need to deal with this on a global governance scale. The only thing they don't have yet is a global currency. And I, I don't think they're going to Well, U.S. dollar basically is. Kind of. We're going to continue here with your calls and thoughts. We've got Sarah on the line in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live, Sarah. Yeah, I just was going to invite you to buy property here in Albuquerque or New Mexico area because 
the it the prices have gone up so crazy. So the average price of a house is like about three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Well, there were already plenty of reasons for me not to want to live in uh, in New Mexico, but there now there's another one to not want to live in New Mexico. Right, but um, I'm trying to figure out why all of a sudden our prices have gotten so expensive. It's just amazing. Maybe the Netflix is here. When we finish building the ART bus line, it's nice and air-conditioned. But I'm trying to figure out what other reasons why people are willing to you know, snatch up the house so fast. I was told that if they put a house up for sale, they would have like seven people or ten people that want it. Yeah. And they could just ask whatever they want. I, well, so, uh, do you, you remember the 2008 financial crisis, right? I think I heard something about that. Well, so one of the things about uh, owning property, owning houses, is that there are there's enough of a voting block that owns houses, owns properties, that they know, they know that the value that is invested in real estate will be protected by the government. And if some market fluctuation, you know, an actual market correction causes property values to go down, the government will step in, will bail out whatever companies it needs to keep property uh, prices rising. Well, I think we should also look at some specific things that are contributing here. Number one, Sarah, the U.S. federal government has been printing money like it's going out of style. I mean, they always print money, but it's been getting a lot worse under the Trump and Biden uh, administration. So you're seeing the prices of everything go up. So that's a factor in why real estate is going up. And also, uh, you're also seeing people exiting the worst places. Now, there's an argument that New Mexico is one of the worst places, so I'm not real sure why people are moving in there, but it's possible that it's better than California. So, like, people why? are probably leaving California and they're moving to Arizona, New Mexico, Nevada. And so, there's like a big demand in those places. Like, people are getting the hell out of San Francisco, right? Like, it's a crazy why? place why? right now where you can't even, you know. That even before New York City was mandating kids wearing masks and vaccinations, they were doing that in San Francisco like mm-hmm. weeks before that. So, well, and, and well, one of the- I, I don't know about the it's not the mask thing in California. I was told that the price has gotten so expensive. It's not the California of twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think if they if they owned a house, they could sell their house for six hundred fifty thousand. Right, and then you go mm-hmm. buy and one that, in yeah. New Mexico for three hundred and something thousand, and you got another three hundred thousand that you can invest in a business or something like that. So for some people, it makes a lot of economic sense to get out of a place like California or New York, or New York City or whatever, and come to a place like like here in New Hampshire. We're having the same thing happen where you put a house on the market and. It's gone in a week. Mm-hmm. Somebody has has bought it, and it's usually, a, like you said, Sarah, a bidding war where somebody places a, a bid, and then they take three other bids, and then whoever bids the most, sometimes they bid off on one another. And uh, houses are not selling for asking price. They're selling higher mm-hmm. uh, than asking price. But there must be some places where we're not seeing this. And I'm not a real estate agent, so I've not taken the time to research this. But where are the cities where the prices are dropping? You know, like where... 
because not everybody can be moving uh, into everywhere, right? So last I checked, Detroit is still losing property value okay, at figures. an alarming rate. Yeah, that figures. Um, I know one of the things. San Francisco that's... lost their uh, values as well because mm-hmm. rents dropped like twenty percent. Or I think that was back in twenty twenty. So yep. I bet that's still down. Well, and a lot of people are finding California unlivable. Mm-hmm. And one of the attractive right. features of New Mexico in particular. So number one, it's warm there. Yep. So I mean, they're they're used to a warm climate. There's there's going to be more variation in climate there than they're even used to. But at least it's warm, and it's a, a largely democratic area. Yeah. So those who are liberals in California will feel at home as far as politically is right. Concerned. So I mean, uh, you know, where else are you going to go? Like Nevada, Arizona, uh, Florida, Texas. These are all more or less red states. Yeah. That's so a good point. I mean, uh, there's Colorado, which is. Uh, kind of a blue state, a little bit mixed, uh, but it turning gets more and more. Uh, right, yeah. but it has winter. It has uh, it has actual snow. Um, whereas New Mexico, it's uh, it's warm and it's Democrat. So I can see why that would be in high demand to a lot of the people fleeing the sinking ship of California. Thank you, Sarah, for your call here tonight. The number is 603-283-6160. Uh, that's 603-283-6160. Even though a bunch of people are snatching up houses left and right, it's still the best time to get here to New Hampshire. I mean, the best time would have been, you know, years ago. But if you are a freedom-loving person, you got to get up here. Uh, how many years has it been for you now, Pete? Uh, three and a half. Wow. Yep. Seems like longer. It ha- well, at least honestly, from my perspective. Honestly, uh, I've I've experienced a a simultaneously. It's only been two weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure it's just been the two weeks to flatten the curve. And man, does it feel like it's been 30 years. Oh, just since 2020, you yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Since March of 2020, honestly, feels like it's been an entire generation. Wow. It's hard to believe that we're about to embark on the third straight year of this stuff coming up in, what, March? Late, mid-February, late February? Yep. Well, one way or the other, our culture is fundamentally shifting. Now, I'm still mm-hmm. fairly well convinced that in the end, it will be a positive change. I think but so. But I, I do think we're going to have to go through uh, the, the darkness before the dawn, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, that's true. And that's why I embrace every last little piece of good news of like, okay, this terrible thing is going to be less bad or will take longer to happen. Yeah, I mean, evolution and uh, change is a can be an ugly process, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that don't make it. Well, and there are just so many things that because of the effect of the monopoly on the initiation of force, there are so many things that have not changed in a really long time, and you just cannot hold back the tide of progress. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. education is going to have to update with the fact that the internet exists. You can't hold that off forever. Uh, the, the currency system, has to be updated oh, and we've yeah. we've invented a new currency system that works better in every way than the existing one well in you both can't of those hold ca- that off forever. yeah but in both of those categories those are government controlled uh areas with the you know with a few exceptions right like in education yeah if you can afford it you can pay property taxes and pay for a private school on top of it in most states uh actually in new hampshire they passed education savings accounts which are kind of uh made it, making major changes for a lot of families which is pretty cool uh, but, you know, those are both categories where government systems are very in place and they do not want to move. So I think you're right. Those changes are coming and they mm-hmm. are inevitable. But boy, are those uh, establishments going to fight tooth and nail as we're seeing. I mean, they raided our studios back mm-hmm. in March regarding cryptocurrency and the educational uh, teachers unions. 
they don't want to go anywhere. They're sitting pretty, and they like things just how they are with all their government benefits, and uh, they're going to fight yeah, to stop this stuff. These these oppressive institutions are trying to provide a bulwark for the, the storm that they know is coming. Sure. So they're trying to hammer they down every last piece of power that they can snatch up that people won't won't play tug of war over and they're gonna they're going to do everything they can because they're about to lose way more than they want to in terms of their power over your life and the way you accelerate them losing is by concentrating in one geographic area so if you're a freedom-loving person who's an actual libertarian and you want to do something about this stuff get to new hampshire there's no better option we're coming up here this is free talk live Here, the number is 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Ian. And Beakless Mountaineer. Join us online. We've got our own social media platform that we run. Not some big megatech corporation that gets to tell you what you can and can't say. You can go ahead and express yourself a lot more freely over at social.freetalklive.com. We still get to tell you what to say, but we just generally don't. Um, <laughs> I just don't like spam, so I will delete the spammers, and there are a bunch of them. Man, the, the one problem with uh, the the Mastodon system is they don't have anything for like anti-spam. So mm-hmm. there's constantly signups for like asianescorts.com <laughs> or whatever. It's like, nah, I don't think you're a real person. But if you're a real person, you got real opinions, you can express them over at social.freetalklive.com. And uh, and again, you don't have the, the big tech axe hanging over your head when you do that. And one of the coolest things about Mastodon, which is, by the way, an open source system that essentially kind of apes Twitter. So if you're familiar with Twitter... They do what Twitter does, but they do it for free, and they do it without the crazy rules. Uh, but uh, you know, one of the, uh, what the hell I, I forget what the hell I was going to say about Mastodon. <laughs> you know, it's not perfect, uh, but it does work, and it's been working pretty well for us. So check it out over at social.freetalklive.com. All right, so uh, there was a tweet you wanted me to bring up here, Peakless, mm-hmm. by uh, at POTUS. I found it super amusing. Yeah, it's funny, and and here it is, uh, posted yesterday, the United States pays its debts when they're due. That's why today I signed a bill to fast-track the process to raise our debt limit. <laughs> I always pay my debts, which is why it is so important that I increase my credit limit right now. Yes. <laughs> well, wait, are you at your credit limit? Yes. Yes. But I always pay my credit card, which is why I'm increasing its limits. Yeah, and we've uh, we've got a guest who's been watching us in the studio here tonight. He pointed out it's interesting the language that they use here, raising a debt limit when it's really digging a deeper hole, mm-hmm. right? So very, very governmental kind of say one thing that actually is the opposite of what it sounds like you're doing. Yeah, uh, uh, recently when I saw that, I'm like, wow, nice double speak was uh, the... Uh, we are expanding the key to the city, and it's in like New York City. It's like no, you're not. You're contracting the key you're to the city right now. The number of people. This many people have the key to the city, and now fewer people will have it. That's right. not expanding the key to the city program. No, because they're backward. increasing the number of shots that people have to get in order to access it in New York City. Yep. 
Yeah, and so, but but yeah, let and me I int- mean, if you're going to graph this, like number go down. <laughs> you me- are further in the negative. That's not raising a ceiling. I will try to explain because we did look at this debt limit thing and what was going on with all that you remember a few months ago like two months ago there was all this hubbub about a cutoff date and that the u.s government won't be able to function or something if the debt ceiling isn't raised by this deadline or Mm -hmm. what an x date they kept calling it the x date and of course they raised the, the debt limit and you know increased the debt i think didn't it cross 29 trillion recently i believe that it did i haven't kept track uh, it, it had been very close so i mean numbers are increasingly meaningless when it comes to the u.s dollar and the yeah. u.s debt uh so but what they had said there in that particular case was that what happens when the u.s government hits that limit there's all kinds of things that can happen like a lot of like cascading financial problems start to uh, start to occur but one of the things that they can't do and what he's referring to in this statement, I believe, is they cannot essentially make good on the treasury bonds that they have sold to people. So that's one of the ways the government you know, gets revenue in is they sell these treasury bonds, which, mm-hmm. by the way, don't pay diddly these days. <laughs> it's crazy to buy these. Way things. less than the inflation. Way, Way less, less than the aimed for inflation. Let alone yeah. the inflation they pretend's going on. Right. Let alone what's actually happening. Yeah, not even close. I mean, it's it's just laughable. It's like you know, it's as bad as a bank account or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is that if they can't keep raising this debt limit, then the whole system grinds to a halt. And so they like they have to keep paying these these treasuries come due every day or every week or whatever. And so like oh, there's constantly new treasuries coming due. And if they don't have the money to spend on it and they can't just sign a thing to get more money from the Federal Reserve because they've hit the debt limit, then they cannot make payments on those people's treasuries. And there was an, this article that really kind of got into some detail about just how crazily broken this system is but it doesn't really show how broken it is until something like this happens and then there's like all these cascading financial things and like stock markets and mutual funds because a lot of these things count on treasury bonds as their you know mutual fund invests in different things right so like one of the things they invest in is treasury bonds and the computer programs that uh, the stock brokerages and mutual fund people use. The computer programs presume governments are going to honor their debts. Mm-hmm. So the computer program just thinks, oh, well, the debt, the, you know, the date these bonds are due has come. So therefore, they've been paid. But they haven't been paid because, or, you know, if it, if it were to happen. So these these uh, these programs start spending money that they don't actually have exactly yeah you were on that show i think yeah Yeah, and i i think it is just so crazy that all of the the financial markets act as if this is so oh we don't know that they will increase the debt limit when they do every every single time oh no we might not grant ourselves the ability to print free money which is basically what this comes down to, right? As though the Republicans are going to somehow put their feet in the uh, the dirt and you know hold firm on this. No way. This is one thing they all agree on: is they need to have more ability to tax. Well, and that's the thing: the Republicans can go ahead. They're in the position where they're like, "Ha ha ha! We won't get blamed for this, even if we refuse to let them raise the debt ceiling," because they know that even if it even if it has to be just the Democrats, that we can then blame them for all this reckless spending. They know it's going to get passed. 
So, I mean, it really doesn't, it, it's all just but they political would get grandstanding. For it. They would get blamed for what, it. What, the Republicans? They're, yeah, if they didn't vote for raising the debt ceiling, they'd get blamed for it. On the off chance that in some mirror universe that occurs and they don't raise the debt, and, and the Democrats don't yeah. raise the debt ceiling on their own, uh, they can actually make that another way of political grandstanding of, see, we're shrinking the the, the federal government for you just like we said we would. I'm just saying, I don't know what the, the vote was on raising this debt ceiling, but I guarantee you plenty of Republicans voted for it. This is probably not a party line thing at all. Because they don't want to be seen as not supporting, you know, their programs too, right? Like they don't want to be seen as the responsible party for not getting the treasury bonds paid and that sort of thing. And they would get the finger pointed at them uh, for that. Let's go to the uh, the phones here. We got somebody calling. Looks like from New Mexico, but it's uh, unscreened call. You're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, hello. Hey, you got to turn down that radio, or else it's going to get really confusing. Either that, or leave the room. All right. Because if you do that, then it gets real. Oh, he just hung up. All right. Well, that's what I get for doing it. You know, we can only do that in the uh, the last segment of the show because we have no call screener here. It's uh, <laughs> that's something that I do. Uh, so yeah, crazy stuff. The uh, the government debt is not going to slow down. In fact, there's a handy little website. I think it's called like U.S. Debt Clock, and I'm just going to pull it up here just so we can see what the current numbers are. There's a uh, you know like a ticking clock that constantly. Yep. Yeah, it did cross twenty nine trillion. So. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and uh, I mean, the as far as the actual numbers on that go, the, there was also this, oh, well, as soon as our uh, interest goes above our uh, our gross uh, income, then there's going to be a problem. And then that happened, and then there was no problem, mm. because this is a scam. This has always been a scam. This has been a scam since 1913. The money system. Yeah. Now, they cemented this as a permanent scam after World War II. But I mean, and uh, and did the final nail in the coffin of the world's money system when Bretton Woods was pulled out, mm-hmm. which was itself an actual default. Like that was when we didn't pay our debts. We made a promise. We will pay you mean the federal government. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The the federal government said we will pay our debts to all the other countries, not people, mind you, but all the other countries in gold. And then they're like, yeah, nah. we're not going to do that. <laughs> Have some paper. Yeah. And, <laughs> we'll print more. Well, and what I think is the the wildest about this, and, and sure, now all, of the, the, now all of the investments are going to go back to what they were before everyone freaked out. And it's like, guys, if you actually thought there was a chance that they wouldn't raise the debt ceiling, then you should have gotten guns and bullets and gold because, like, it would literally be the collapse of the global economy if they didn't raise the debt ceiling. We like, can only dream. That's what happens when they stop giving themselves the ability to print free money. Yeah. Which, do you think they're going to do that? It's going to collapse at some point. Oh, you yeah. know, that's just the way these things go because you can't avoid the laws of economics for too long. And you've got time. You do have time to get into cryptocurrency and get into gold and silver and look at some of these alternative options to the U.S. dollar and every other fiat currency on the, uh, the face of the earth. And you've got more options now than you've ever had thanks to crypto. We'll see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, you can join us over at Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. 
from there, I went on, joined the Free State Project, and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com.